0: Um, Welcome. Uh, Obviously, we are, this is a class for the so We'll be in here for about an hour. Uh, The biggest thing is, is we just want to let you know that we are not trained professionals, nor do we know everything. So this will be highly open for discussion. Um, If we're lacking in something, please ask the question or write it down, give it to us. We'll do our best to find that answer. We won't try to smudge through it. Um, so why don't we and I know this is always kind of strange, but why don't we at least go around the room and I'll try to remember everybody's name, it probably won't happen. Or at least introduce yourself and then like and we'll start in the back. With a few fights here. Jill. Carol. Jess. Jess. Leslie. Leslie. Cool. <laughs> and, what's that? Ed. Ed. Right, nice. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. So I this this John. John. yep.
1: Gretchen.
0: Yeah. Gretchen. Nice. That's my mom's
1: name. I can drop that now. <laughs> uh, Aaron.
2: Was it E or yeah. N? E. A. He said what Faith. Faith. Mary. Mary. Uh, Sally. Lindsay. Deanna. Cool. Patrick. Teresa. Mike.
0: Kim, Mike,
1: Donna, Kelly, cool. Jill, cool.
0: Jennifer, Jason. Jason. My name's Tom.
1: And I'm Angie. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you don't know who I am, one of the elders at the church, along with Frank and Stephen, uh, we have been with found for uh, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> kind of in 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 the inception of being in the indie movie theater or holiday when we first started there. So. Um, as a raise of hands, who's been here less than one year? Cool? Less than two years? Cool? Three?
2: Four, I don't three know. know. Four? Okay, so we've got all
0: different stages of people who kind of attended to the church. So if we were going to sum it up, um, if in your own words, let's say from you, Leslie, uh, what would you think has attracted you to the church? Um, I like the pastor. Okay. It's kind, kind of enough like ahead, a nut, but we'll it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the music um, so far. Gotcha. How about you, Gretchen? What do you think?
2: Um, well, I knew Stephen back when he was doing this group. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I've been with him for a bit, but um, okay. I enjoy that this is a little bit like younger people are at this
0: church. Yes. So, very cool. Um anybody else like to
3: share before you start? Yes. Um I'd just like to say I like the, the fellowship. Um mm-hmm. that at a time when um most churches were closed, this church was open. Yes. Mm-hmm. God's
2: doors are always open. And we're gonna re- remain open.
0: So um one of the biggest things is and you know, my wife and I were talking, um, is we just wanna make sure that this is a family atmosphere and that you guys just have time to soak some stuff in you could talk about stuff and we can like we said we're going to try to make this as fun as possible and not as boring as possible so i guess the biggest thing is is um let's just open up with a word of prayer and we'll just we'll go for there. we'll get started cool all right heavenly father we just uh, we thank you for the time that we can gather or we just pray that what we share tonight is basically already been written and you basically just talk to us and we could just then relay the message uh, to the brothers and sisters that sit in this room, Father. We just pray that you would be with us, that you would help us to understand the Scriptures, Lord, and that we would also be changed from the message, not just because we showed up, because you showed up. So change us, allow us to hear from you this night. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: My lovely wife. Yes, would you be kind enough to read the Beatitudes
0: for us?
1: Sure. You got it open? I do. Start there.
0: All right, we're going to start off in Matthew 5, which is in your sheet. So if you got a Bible, a tablet, whatever you've got, we'll go with that. So I'll start off in 5. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and began to teach them. He said, Jesus, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those, I'm sorry, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. That's cool. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And number 10, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 11, blessed are you when people insult you, that's tough, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Super.
1: Cool. Fantastic. Good luck. Okay, so when um, we decided to do this study on the Beatitudes um, for quite some time I asked, I asked the Lord how do you want me to teach the Beatitudes? How, you know, we, we all assume that when we read them that it has to do with our attitudes. And it it's not solely about our attitudes. It's really about our obedience and willing to do the way Jesus does. So, um, as I was reading, I kept asking, like, why was it named the Beatitudes, and why did Jesus use the word blessed, and for for every time and. That that just kept that kept at me and kept at me. So, you know, the some of the questions that we're going to answer this before we get into each one of them um, is why did the writers use the word Beatitudes um, as a title for this passage of scripture? And if we if we look at Luke 6, 20 through 26, Luke writes the Beatitudes as well, but not in the the thoroughness that Matthew writes them. Um, And then Luke also adds woes to them um, of things that that Jesus spoke. And then also, why did Jesus use the word blessed in all these negative situations? And what do these words mean in the context in which Jesus speaks? So as I started doing a word study um, in regards to Um, Beatitudes and blessed. I started at blessed and in the Strong's Concordance, um, the the context of the word blessed that Jesus used was number 31.7 and the Greek word is makarios, which means supremely blessed, fortunate, well-off, blessed, and happy. So if you go a little further with with the conjugation of makarios, it derives from the Greek word makarizo, which means to beatify. Oh, the Beatitudes, to beatify. pronounce fortunate, call blessed, count happy, to go a step further, that Macarismos, that also is a derivative of the word, means beatification, attribution of good fortune, and blessedness. So then I'm like, okay, what in the world is beatify so we go to the good old marion webster dictionary and the dictionary for beatify says to make supremely happy and the second definition it lists just as i have written in your notes christianity to declare to have attained the blessedness of heaven and authorize the title of blessed and limit public religious honor so you, so, you would, so when, it, when I read the limit public religious signer I'm like, hmm, what exactly does that mean in regards to Christianity? Well, if we look at Jesus, he became the servant of all. He humbled himself, came, came from heaven and came to earth and, and walked like we walk. Um, so then we, we went on to the word blessed. And the definition was having a sacred nature connected to God to enjoying the bliss of heaven. This is the Webster dictionary. So and and it was even on Google. I didn't have to go to my paper book. It was still in Google, which was very, just very encouraging to me that you could actually still find, you know, the definitions that, that refer to God. So blessedness then is the state of being blessed with divine favor, a favor or gift bestowed by God. So as I, was, as I was thinking, even today, going over my notes, and I was going back and forth between blessed and blessedness, I, I had to come up with, you know, putting, being, being that blessedness is a state of being blessed, I would have to almost put together that blessedness is the state of having a sacredly natural connection to God Enjoying the bliss of heaven with divine favor and gifts poured on us by God.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: then as you as you read through the Beatitudes, um, every time it's it's something it's some, some heavenly heavenly awesomeness that that Jesus says is ours because we do those things. So so then then I Started wondering. Okay, so what 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 blessed is not according to the beatitudes? So, so many times when we say, "Oh, you're blessed," we're blessed. We automatically. What do we automatically think, Tom? What do we automatically think when we say, "Oh, you're blessed"?
0: Uh, we see someone with a better lifestyle than our own.
1: Yeah. Anybody else? When you, when you hear the word, oh, I'm blessed, or oh, you're blessed, or oh, have a blessed day, what is the first thing that you think about when you hear the word blessed? God's favorite. Okay. Anybody else?
4: Happiness. Okay. With a day without trouble. Just kind of a happy day. You know, mm-hmm. No trouble
1: today. Yeah. Be blessed. Today. Okay. So, so those... Yeah. That don't have Jesus when they hear the word "blessed," you know, or because because it's out there, it's just not it's just not the godly that are using the word "blessed" or have a blessed day, um, you know, or you know I've you know have blessings, you know this is a blessing, that's a blessing. It's 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 being used all over the place. But what do you suppose the majority of they of what what do they think? when they're using that. What is their what is their ultimate outlook? Comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comfortable things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so so as you know, we read the scriptures, you know, through and through, what blessed is not the acquisition of worldly goods. It is not solely to have to do with worldly status, wealth and influence. And it's, it's not having sufficiency and substance, and it does not mean that you will thrive, or to have sufficiency and substance does not mean that you will thrive on the earth. So we ought not think that we can extract true happiness from material things. And in Matthew 6, 19 through 24, where um, Jesus talks about, you know, where your treasures are, your heart is also. Lay not your treasures up, you know, on earth, but lay them up in heaven. Um, you know, and then and then goes to um, you need to pick one of two masters, it's either God or Mammon. Um, so, so as as we we find out what blessed is not, you know, there's in the New Testament and and Old Testament, there you can find the word blessed, blessing, blessed, blessedness, but in in the New Testament, and in Jesus' words. The word blessed is, is what we had described earlier. Um, so and you can find you can find the same the same word in Matthew 13 where it says, Blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Luke 1, 45 and 48. And so these these are these are other people, this is the other ways that we are blessed or others that, that are blessed. Blessed, you're blessed for believing God would fulfill his promise. Luke 11, 27, 28, blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. John 20, 29, blessed are those who have not yet seen but believe. Acts 20, 35, it's more blessed to give than to receive. James 1, 12, blessed is the one who perseveres through trial. So just like the just like in the Beatitudes, you know, trials are nobody wants them. Nobody really wants them, but everybody gets them. You know, so so we are blessed in God when we persevere through them. Um, Revelations one three: Blessed is he who reads aloud this book and those that hear the words. Now, let me clarify in Revelations one three. The book that is spoken about is the book of Revelations. It's not the entirety of the Bible. Um, so, blessed is he who reads aloud this book and those that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things that are written for the time is near. Revelation 16, 15. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see him his shame. Revelations 19, 9. Says, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast. Revelations 22:7. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of this prophecy. Revelations 22:14. Blessed are the ones that wash their robes. So, this this is all. This is not an exhaustive list by any means. You can you can word word search in the New Testament and the Old Testament um, that. That these are the, the similar mindset to the Beatitudes, where where you have to do something to to have the blessedness of God. Um, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, what does what does being blessed do for us as believers in Jesus Christ? Well, it changes our perspective. You know, because when when we are when we're going through bad bad times or hard times, and and uh, you know we're poor in spirit or we're mourning or you know we have to be meek and humble for something or we hunger and thirst for something um, and so on. That that sometimes those are those are hard places in our life, and and we need we need some help from heaven. And, and, they, and this is what being blessed means, is that our help comes from heaven. And, and when our help comes from heaven, it allows us then to have that perspective from heaven rather than, than what's fully going on here. You know, that, that, that God is our help. You know, He is our strength. Um, he is our healer, He is our provider. And, and when we have that perspective, rather than looking at our, ourselves or our surroundings, it changes our perspective to now we have hope and we can have joy. I got
4: a question. Yes. Is there any, it's, this might be a really stupid question. No but stupid question. Is there any distinction between or between blessed or blessed? You know what I mean? Does does the dictionary show the different pronunciations? Like we modernly say, "Oh, I'm really blessed." We don't go around saying I'm "really blessed."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so you know that's funny because that's that's the whole that's that was my whole part of the reason for word search is what is what is blessed or blessed with ed and what is blessed with the st and you know. Um, when you when you do look at the context of scripture whether it's it's you know the beatitudes or you go and do a word search um you know in the old testament there's there's different context definitions for the word blessed um and for even the word blessings and i was i was I'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i was a little shocked by that because you know, I just thought blessed was blessed. at blessed means you you get more, you have yeah. more, you have you know of whatever it is, whether it's monetary or not monetary, whether it's temporal or eternal, it's just more. Um. So I would have to say it. De- I, it depends on where where you're reading.
0: Or how it's used.
1: Yeah. Or if your song needs two syllables instead
2: of one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Particular scripture is that's how I memorized it as a little girl. You know, it was always blessed, it, you know. Yeah. you know, of course, that was King James. Yes, yeah. I was, that we learned. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. So um, um, still spelled the same, but still the the um, the meaning of the words is is different. I found yes. it when used as an adjective,
3: it's the two-syllable blessed. Mm-hmm. So when it's used as
5: the object, I am blessed, it's blessed, but a blessed assurance or a blessed vocation.
4: Yes.
1: There you go. Yes. 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 Would you have a couple more lessons, Oh, you yeah, bet. Sure. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Just yeah, sure. you yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. oh. yeah, one more. I over here. Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: You weren't going okay. I'm just bringing you a little yeah. Yeah. You guys have to take care of me. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have somebody read. Yeah. The next part. Have somebody read this. Who would like to read John 17? Uh, the... 13 through
1: 17. 13 through
0: 17. Who would like to read that? And then
1: 20 to 21. So as, as who, who would like to read that? For months, for months. Okay, so right before right before you read that, um, as as I was studying these beatitudes, it's in your notes, Aaron. Um, as I was studying these beatitudes, um, was studying these beatitudes, um, I beatitudes, um, I, beatitudes, um, I, beatitudes, um, I realized that these are some of the ways that Jesus explains not only how we as believers in him are set apart and filled, but it's also a picture of his walk as a man on this earth. And and we will we will get into that after we get to that part. Okay, so yes.
5: Before we move on, yes. just an observation, something that I thought was is really cool just in the Beatitudes itself is just the the miracle of the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Um, in Luke 17 he says he went down with them stood on a level place a large crowd of his disciples was there and a great number of people from all over judea from jerusalem close to the region of tyree and sidon who had come to hear him and to be healed of their disease if you think about that like every single person that was there mm-hmm. heard it as mm-hmm. if he was talking beside them mm-hmm. just the miracle of that and um, Thinking about how all these people came from different regions, they yes. probably spoke different languages, yes. so they heard it in their own language. Yeah. Just just taking just that setup alone it would be fascinating to see Jesus on a mount with hundreds of people, no microphones, no PA system, yes. and he's talking to them. He's not yelling,
2: yes. he's just
5: talking to them and everyone's hearing it in their own language. I, just something <laughs> that I've observed from scripture that I thought, even before you get into the the Beatitudes, yeah. just reading that, one day I thought about it, man, how cool would that be? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you no know, some, just an observation. No, absolutely, it's a very good one. Unique. It's just, a, mm-hmm. it's just a, kind of a nugget yes. there. Yes. It's cool. Okay. Go ahead. All right. But now I am
3: coming to you, and these things I speak in the
2: world, that they may have my joy
1: fulfilled in
3: themselves. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is the truth. The
1: so
3: next one too. Yes, 20 to 21. I do not ask for these only, <coughs> but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the
1: world may believe that you have sent me. Amen. Okay, so another another way that we are set apart is in 1 Peter, it talks about holy living in a pagan society and how to live a holy and godly life in a pagan society. Um, we're not going to read that whole first Peter but you should read it on your own um, because boy we live in a pagan society even here in America so um, a lot of good helps of, of how we walk our daily lives in and through different things so so not only are we set apart as believers in Jesus we're also filled up as believers in Jesus In John 10, 10, Jesus says, "'The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. "'I have come that they may have life "'and have it abundantly.'" In Romans 5, 5, it says, "'And hope does not put us to shame, "'because God's love has been poured out into our hearts "'through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us.'" And in Romans 15, 13, it says, "'May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace "'as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when when we when we read about being set apart and filled up, sometimes it it sometimes can feel too lofty to us, like it's too too high for us to attain. What does exactly that mean? And and then what does it mean to be filled up? And so so because we believe in Jesus you know, and, and there's, many, there's many other scriptures that, you know, that say you're not of, you're not of this world, but you're in the world. And, and um, you know, other, thing, other, other scriptures that go along the same, the same lines of um, just because you live in the world doesn't mean you have to do it the same way the world does it. And also because you're in the world doesn't mean you get the same payment as the world, but rather you're set apart. And you get the benefits. You get the benefits of heaven. Um, so, and and being filled up is the same is the same way. So that as as we believe in Jesus, you know we're we are, you know, to make disciples also of Jesus. And and it, Jesus commissions us to go lay hands on the sick, go heal the broken hearted. Um, you know, and and do the do the things and more than what he did, and to do those things we need to be filled up with him, and and so he sends us he sends the Holy Spirit for us to be filled, so that we can that we can work in his hope and his power and and his glory, and uh, so that they will see Jesus through us. Does anybody? Yes, go. I just want to share. you
3: know one of the things that I learned physical order was um, that not all the good things that we have to experience with God and have to wait till heaven and I think that's a lot of what he talks about is that more that you switch your perspective and you're looking to him and everything, that's when you get those benefits to come down and that shines through you and so this isn't just that we have to be here on earth and we have to drag ourselves through it and try to live the best life we can, we can actually enjoy it in, in God's way and the joy and the fulfillment He gives us, even if our life is raw. And that's something for a long time I didn't really understand. It sort of started out in, like, the Lutheran slash Catholic, church, um, you know, area. And so some of that was just like, you know, oh, we're just here to do good. And you never really talked about the joy and, and, and Jesus inside of you that's just busting out and all that fulfillment He gives you that you don't find anywhere else ever. Yeah, so... something add? Oh no I like the word busting out
1: I want Jesus to bust out (laughs) okay so so um like I had said earlier you know as I was as I was going through and studying the Beatitudes I noticed that the Beatitudes mirrored mirrored Jesus and and as I as I realized that I then realized that that when I put myself in the places of these of these 11 verses um, or eight verses for for the blessed are um, I realized that if I put myself there then I also then I also get the same benefits that Jesus got to walk in as I walk on the earth just like Jesus walked on. So from from this week on, we'll take we'll take one beatitude a week until we, until we get through them. But what what I saw as a whole is um, Jesus was poor in spirit. Jesus Jesus knew his need of the Father. He needed he needed the Father. He couldn't do anything without the Father. He knew that he needed him. Um, in regards to bless are those that mourn jesus was heartbroken for the people lost in sin and at the cross asked his father to forgive them again knowing the need of, of his father he needed his father um, blessed are the meek um, or humble it's 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 used as the same word and jesus became humble in his position came came from heaven and put himself on earth as a position of a man, and walked in walked in flesh like we walked in flesh, and felt the same things that we have felt, have felt. Um, to hunger and thirst for righteousness, Jesus desired a relationship with the Father. Blessed are the merciful. Jesus showed mercy to all that crossed his path. Blessed are the pure in heart. Jesus desired and did what he saw the Father doing. Blessed are the persecuted for righteousness. Jesus was run out of cities, mocked, judged because of his obedience and his loyalty to his father. Insulted, blessed are those that insult you and say false words against you and lie about you. Well, the Jews and the Romans, they all did it to Jesus. Yet, it says, yet he rejoiced because he knew the Father was pleased with him and he would return to him and that we would be forgiven of our sins and then also return to him. So when so when the Holy Spirit showed me that, I'm like, oh, that completely, that completely opened the whole thing. Because ever since I was little, every time that I saw the Beatitudes, oh, it's about my attitude. I need to have an attitude adjustment. But, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but you know, I, I never, I never really, you know, I would read them and say, oh, that's nice. Oh, maybe I'll be able to attain to that one day. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's not me today. Probably not tomorrow because, well, I don't even know how to do half of those things, Um. And then when, when the Holy Spirit opened that up, I'm like, oh, so this is how I'm like, this is how I can be like you by doing those things, and you're going to show me how to do those things, and and that's what we will that's what we will um, talk about as the weeks go by. So so being that blessed or blessed, that's the word that we're using, you know, you wonder then, well, what about blessings, and. Um, what are we supposed to do with blessings? Why are we given blessings? Why are we not given blessings? Um, So blessings, when, when they are given to us, they are not to stop at us and stay in our hands. Rather, blessings are given to us so that we can give to others that are in need or just because we have an overflow, and sometimes because someone did something nice for us or to us that we can bless them for. Um, also, in Matthew twenty five fourteen through thirty, it talks it talks about the uh, the bags of gold and um, being a steward of of those things by the master. And so, the better that you steward what God has given you, the more He gives you to steward for Him. In Luke six thirty eight, it says. Give and it will be given to you pressed down, shaken together and overflowing. In, in my understanding that would be the more you give, the more it comes back to you, but not only for my, my giving, but not only for, not only for me, but for my giving and to increase myself. because as we, as we increase, Just like as the Holy Spirit fills us to overflowing, then we can, then we can pour out and we can give. And, and also understanding that blessings, blessings aren't just monetary. They're not just, they're not just material. Um, James 1, 17, all good gifts come from God. Malachi 3, 6 through 18. um, It talks about bringing the full tide that the windows of heaven would be open over you. And here and here's here's what the kicker here's what here's what an interesting kicker is is that in verse 13 through 15 it says that even the arrogant the proud and the wicked can partake in this way of blessing even though it's only monetary so if if you if you read malachi 3 or 3 6 through 18 it talks about the tithe um and at the end of those verses, it talks about, you know, even the wicked can bring in the ten percent, and they will still get they will still get the blessing for bringing in the ten percent. So it's um, it's interesting to me, just you know, on the on the idea of blessings that you know, and and not not to throw down a tithe message, but but Tom and I have learned over the years that when we bring in the full tithe. The, the lack, whether whether it is monetary or whether it's in relationships or health or, or any aspect of our life or even our relationship with, with Christ, that, that somehow we, we get an overflow after bringing in the full tithe. Um, you know, and this is, this, it's, it's interesting because this is the only place also that, that God says, tests me in this way of giving. This is the only place that you're allowed to test God.
0: It's
1: and true. Uh, we have. And yeah, yeah we have. We've, we, lost we have. Trust. we've done it on yeah, we and we did it on purpose. Right just 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 to prove <laughs> that, that the principle is true. So so just like the, the, the scripture says, what you sow you reap. Well, if you sow good things, you're gonna reap good things. If you sow bad things, you're gonna reap bad things. Well it's that's a that's a universal God principle. And it doesn't matter if you love Jesus or you don't love Jesus, what you sow you reap. You know, what, what you give, you know, you get. Um, so I just, you know, thought that that was interesting because, you know, you can, you can say, oh, look at, look at, you know, every uh, celebrity, you know, or the millionaires and billionaires that, that are very, very clear that they, that they do not love God, you know, and don't believe in Jesus, yet, they from from our standpoint have every material thing that any man could ever want which yes they do but it's only the monetary material things that they have because most of them that they, they don't have Jesus they don't have peace and they don't have joy their health somewhere their relationships somewhere somewhere things are still falling apart so the the benefit of having jesus and having the blessings that attach to jesus whether eternal or temporal Mm -hmm. is
0: there's always something being built within you you just don't realize it there's something that's not being taken away there's actually something that is always being added to your life Um, and and he's building that And and he's basically building you know if you want to put it in a nutshell he's building the temple within you
1: yeah so, so, in regards to blessings, blessings mean increase, whether given or received. Blessings help us recognize God in our lives and draw us closer to Him. It is not a recognition of riches, rather, a humble confession that we are not self sufficient. So, 1 um, Chronicles 29, 10 through 19. Would somebody like to read that? Thanks, Aaron. Okay. 1 <laughs> Chronicles.
0: It's Old Testament. <laughs> Just help <me. laughs> Just pass.
4: Uh, interesting, interesting Oh, I went through First chronicles, what?
1: 20.
4: 29. We're almost there. 17, 18,
2: 18, 18. Oh. <laughs> it's okay.
4: This, is, this way, Tom will
0: never call on me again. Oh, I will. We're, we're, we're going to get you quicker here. Okay.
1: I'm going to build you 10, up, brother. We're going to have sword drills. We're going to build you up.
0: Okay.
4: David's prayer of praise. Then David prays the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our
2: ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord,
4: is the greatness, the power, the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on the earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, and you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. O God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Who am I and who are my people that we can give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you and we give only what you gave us first. We are here for only a moment, visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow gone so soon without a trace. O Lord, our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives, and I have watched your people (coughs) offer their gifts willingly and joyously. O Lord, the God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make your people always want to obey you. See it in you that their love for one another never changes. Give my son Solomon a wholehearted desire to obey all of your commands, laws and decrees, and do everything necessary to build this temple for which I have made these preparations. Yeah.
1: So, so in that even David makes it very clear to call the people yeah, just... yeah. <laughs> um that without god without jesus we've got absolutely nothing
2: um
1: and that that jesus is indeed our ultimate blessing and he is indeed our increase and without him not only are we lost and are they lost but you're dead on the running pole. um you know we need we need him we need Him. In all things, and we need Him for all things. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, which which brings us to, blessed are the poor in spirit. Um, you know, the you know, as just a, a briefer, you know, the uh, the poor in spirit. You 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 understand that you what where your need is, and that you that you need God that you need Jesus, that you need him and without him, you can't do anything. And, and you know, next week as we get into it, it's interesting that Jesus starts there. He starts with, you gotta know your need and I'm in. Uh, so, huh. so it's, I mean, this is, I, I believe that this is gonna be, this is gonna be a fantastic study. I'm. It is for me, you know, I'm learning new things just you know, as I as I study for you and uh, and with you. Um, you know, in in your in your time, you know, between now and next week, if you want to read Ephesians one one through twenty-three, it's it's Paul's prayer for believers, which is which is similar to David's prayer of of you know helping us to know our need of, of Jesus and and helping us to know that our strength and our hope comes from him and helping us to know and understand that that without holy spirit we we really can't move forth really in 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 our physical sense either that you know with without without Jesus without the holy spirit we are, we are dead so does anybody have anything that they would like to add, or comment, or share? Or?
5: So one thing that I find interesting too, reading through the Beatitudes, is in Matthew 6, it talks about the Lord's Prayer, Yes. and the second part of the Lord's Prayer, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The second part of that prayer is, Your kingdom come, and your will be done, yes. on earth as it is in heaven. So you talk about the attitudes changing our perspective, and even towards the end of this study, you talk about increase, I think also there's there's this idea that we can bring the kingdom of god yes. down to earth yes and and for it to be part of the beatitudes and mm-hmm. you know him talking about that in matthew 5 leading up to matthew 6 where he talks about how we should pray mm-hmm. um, that's our increase that's where we are we are purposely trying to bring the kingdom of god to earth yes. as it is in heaven and that i mean to to be able to share that with someone and have them taste the goodness of God, there's no going back, yes. you know, and it's just phenomenal to be able to love somebody in a, in a supernatural capacity yes. with unconditional love and then help them, you know, see the goodness of God and, and just expanding His kingdom on earth,
3: yeah.
5: Just uh just something that I was looking at and kind of putting together. Pretty
3: phenomenal. Yeah, these shirts.
1: Yeah, yeah. You looking for something? First, yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Yes. Yeah, I'm really glad you got that because
2: when you get. In your head, anybody that knows the Lord, that nothing is theirs, we're stewards. Yes, we think, well, you yeah, know, if we have a job and we earn the money, it's ours, but we're just responsible for how we handle it. Yes. And giving back to the Lord, we're just giving Him back what He's given to us, so it's not like we're, yes, being extra generous or anything. <laughs> um, I think if, if people would look at a tithe differently if they realized, you know, it all, they're really yeah. just giving God back what belongs to Him. It's, it's yes. not a resentful thing like, you know, why are they talking about money? Some people really resent when churches talk about money. They think the pastor's just focusing on their finances, and that's not true at all. There's mm-hmm. a blessing. I don't know if you've ever read the book um, by Robert Morris, but he has a book out. It's not very big. It's called The Blessing. And it's amazing what they've given away and how God has blessed them, because whatever came
0: through, they blessed others with Like what you have in, in this blessing. Yeah, kind of springboarding off what you said, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that place in Philly when you go by, there's a paint place. Uh, it was kind of a big, you know, a decent size, but uh, record has it that he gave 70% his profit away all the time and he had so much i can't remember the name of it but i still remember the story from pastor allen he told us that one but there was a yeah I remember, you
2: remember Stanley that family camp that's Stanley it yes his business, yes. yes when you go down 975 no.
0: exactly if
2: christ is the answer yes, yes. yes. Um, so he gave
0: 70 percent. yes
2: It was awesome. I think he gave 90%. It took him a while to get
0: there. But that's where he ended up? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Amazing book. It is.